Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and in this episode of Major League Baseball Picks, I'll on the prices that I think make for good bets. Using the predictive mathematical model I've built that I've actually called Sideline for games scheduled to be played on Tuesday, June 20th, 2023. In case you're new here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash new for some explanations and community rules. Remember, if you're interested in projections and picks for every single game, sign up on Dub Club. That link is in the show description. Cost is under $1 per day. You'll receive money line prices, run line prices, totals, numbers needed for A grades, and exclusive access to our Discord chat where we talk about all sorts of other plays that we are interested in making, plays we like, plays we don't like, all sorts of good stuff over there. Remember, sports are unpredictable. So the discussion on this show projects a typical game that does not try to forecast it to a T as that'd be a foolish and impossible goal. There are no right sides or wrong sides, but rather there are prices where any side should be played. Whether using my model or someone else's, this sort of probabilistic thinking is key to growing your bankroll instead of draining it. There will be ups and downs, highs and lows, but with this sort of thinking, those things will balance out in the long run, but are simply hard to foresee before they happen. In other words, please understand that good to bad variance will occur. So while the long run profitability has been proven, winning every single day is just an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, we're recording this here on Monday afternoon, about to get going with the day game. So not really much to talk about other than just a reminder, we've been rolling here in baseball season. So if you're not with us on Dub Club to get all of the picks, check that out. That link's in the show description. But otherwise, before we get to Tuesday's game, some quick reminders, please hit the like button for YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, you won't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content this channel provides. You'll see how I skim my picks on the screen and in the Google sheet that has all of the season results. That link's also in the show description. A lot of goodies in there for you to click on. But as always, with the scaling with the picks, take what you like, leave the rest. 6.40 p.m. Eastern, Orioles and the Rays, obviously playing this one in a dome, a very pitcher-friendly ballpark. Going to have Kyle Bradish and Tyler Glasnow in this one. The model loves Tyler Glasnow. He's been okay so far this season in his four starts. Hasn't really gone too deep yet, but starting to stretch him out a little bit. He's pitched okay, but again, the model thinks he's really good. Bradish has been very league average. ERA, probably a tiny bit better than it should be. Maybe it should be in the upper fours. It should be the lower fours rather than the upper threes. Uh, but he's a pretty league average pitcher who's set to have a hard time facing this Rays offense as good as they are. That's part of the reason why I'm on the Rays here at minus 166. It's a B-grade pick. Model says that the Rays have a 63% chance of winning and that the correct price should be minus 168. So a tiny bit of value here at minus 166. Personally, I'm playing this at minus 160 something. As long as it's in the minus 160s, I'm okay with it. If it does drop to minus 152, that's an A grade or better. I don't see it happening, but I like the race here. I just don't want to pay too much of a premium, and this minus 166 is good enough for me to jump on. I simply think that while their bullpen lags behind Baltimore's, and this Orioles offense is not bad at all. The Orioles aren't a bad team. It's just the Rays are so good, and at home with the pitcher like Glasnow, I'm going to trust that the model seeing something here in his historical data of why it likes Glasnow so much. They should be able to ride him a little bit longer now into his fifth start, and that the Rays are the team to back as long as we're again talking in the minus 160s, maybe low minus 170s. We just don't want to play it too high. With regards to the total, model projects 8.1. The number I'm seeing right now is 8.5, so it's a pass for me in the total. If it does get to 9, 
I'd be willing to go under nine. I do think this Rays offense can score some runs off of Bradish, but I don't think they're going to put up 10 off of them, that sort of thing. So I think the Rays can get, you know, four or five runs easily. And of course, with Glass now on the mound and that part, I don't think the Orioles are going to score that many. So I'm not excited about under eight and a half, but if it does get to nine, that's where I could be talked into adding an underplay to go with my Rays B grade money line pick. 7 to 5 p.m. Eastern, Cubs at the Pirates. Going to start off in Pittsburgh in about 80-degree weather on this one. Close around 70 degrees. Slightly warmer than usual, but the wind will be blowing in from left center field at about 10 miles an hour to start and still north of 5 miles an hour to finish. That's going to drop the projected number of runs in this game. Not that Marcus Stroman needs any help in preventing runs. 245 ERA, and while the advanced metrics say it should be a run higher than that, he's looked really good this season. He's done a great job for the Cubs. If you're a Cubs fan, you have to be thrilled with what you've gotten from him. I like backing Stroman. He's been so good to betters all season long. And he'll be opposed by Johan Oviedo, whose 440 ERA is probably pretty representative, a slightly below average pitcher. Make no bones about this. The Cubs have a big edge here starting pitching-wise. Offensively, I think the Cubs' offense is probably a little bit better than the Pirates'. The issue is that the current price on the Cubs right now is minus 130, and that's just a little bit too high to back a road team. As much as I like Stroman, again, we're always talking about probabilities here, and the model says the Cubs only win this about 53% of the time. So they should be road favorites, just not quite as much as they are. I'm just not dying to back the Pirates, though, against Stroman unless the value is really there. Right now, the model says that plus 125 would be an A grade. I'm seeing plus 120. So we're not quite there yet. Right now, if you were to lock in this pick, it'd be a B grade on the Pirates. I'm simply not playing a B grade against Strowman. I'm playing only A grade. So if it gets up to plus 125 or higher, I could be on the Pirates. But otherwise, I just need that premium value to fade a guy who's been as good as Strowman has been this year. Instead, I'm going to go under eight and a half. It is juiced pretty heavily at minus 125, but the model projects 7.8 runs on this one. Like we talked about, the wind's going to be blowing in. Strowman's been really good. I'm not a huge Johan Oviedo fan, but this Cubs offense isn't really, you know, lighting the world on fire for the most part. They still project to be below league average. They still get a little bit of a ding versus a right-handed uh, pitcher as they're still fairly right-handed heavy. So I think we're going to have just better pitching than hitting in this one and the wind blowing in. I like the under as much as I'd love an under nine. I think under eight and a half or even maybe under eight with good odds is still a pretty solid pick in this one. And again, Unfortunately, as much as I'd love to back the Cubs, the price just is too high for me. But if the price gets even higher on the Pirates, again, above plus 125, that's where we'd have that A grade value and I could play the Pirates. But for now, I'm just sticking with the under. 7 to 5 p.m. Eastern, Mariners at the Yankees. Pretty similar weather here in, in most of the Northeast. Not too warm, not too cool. A nice night here starting off around 70 degrees, closing in the upper 60s. Wind, though, as in Pittsburgh, will be blowing in at 5 to 10 miles an hour all game, and that's going to drop the projected total in this one by about 10%. So we have some real hitter-friendly, excuse me, pitcher-friendly weather in this one, and two really good pitchers in George Kirby and Garrett Cole. I've mentioned this about Cole, though. The underlying metrics on him are not nearly as rosy as that 275 ERA, and if you look underneath the hood, there's a real compelling case to be made that George Kirby's actually been the better pitcher this year between the two. Not to say that Cole's not a good pitcher, He's still very good. I just don't think he's uh, – he, he doesn't project going forward quite as nicely as his ERA is. 
I think these two pitchers are both really good. I think it's really picking nits between who's better or not. And that's just really my point in this is that if you think that Cole is the better pitcher, I think they're both really good. I think that peak Cole is probably better than peak George Kirby. I just think that Cole's gotten a little bit lucky with his results this year. And I think both are good. Neither is in that top tier, but both really good pitchers when blowing in should have a lot of success here, especially considering how disappointing the Mariners offense has been all season, how disappointing this Yankees offense is without Aaron judge. Talk about his their You know, he makes such a big difference to their projection because he's such a good hitter and the rest of that lineup just really isn't getting it done. Both bullpens are really good in this Mariners bullpen. Uh, Again, as we mentioned before, with the addition now of Munoz back from the IL, just a fantastic bullpen. I think we're setting up for a low-scoring game here. Model projects 6.7 runs. I'm going under 7.5. And And we have an A-grade pick on the Mariners at plus 120. Model says this is a coin toss game. And so anything plus 113 or better is an A-grade on the Mariners. This is the perfect case is what we're always talking about here. I have no idea who wins this game. I don't know how it's going to play out. It seems more likely to be low-scoring than high-scoring. But a low-scoring 3-2, 4-1, whatever type ball game. Don't know who's going to win, but the plus 120 is so valuable that if we could get this type of situation for every day of the season, over the course of the season, we're going to be building that bankroll. And that's what I love here about this Mariners pick. Don't know who wins. Starting pitching-wise is a wash. Offensively, I have to say the Mariners, I think, are the better offense right now. This this Yankees offense is – I know the Mariners haven't been impressive, but this Yankees offense looks even worse without judging. The Mariners have a bullpen edge, but the games in New York, all of that balances out, like I say, to be a coin toss pretty dang close to 50-50. So the Mariners plus 120, a fantastic long-term investment for the portfolio. And again, under seven and a half. I'd probably go under seven as well. I I don't think there's going to be a lot of runs in this one with the wind blowing in, with the pitching that we have, with the bullpens that we have. Runs are really going to be at a premium. You never know. We may end up with the higher scoring game. Don't put all your eggs in this basket because we could end up with, you know, a shutout inning, a shutout inning, a shutout inning, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, and then all the hits and walks get bunched in one inning. That thing sometimes happens, right? But that's going to be what it's going to take to get this game over because in general, I don't think the offenses are going to have a ton of success. So Mariners plus 120, under seven and a half, two really strong plays in New York. 7.40 p.m. Eastern Red Sox at the Twins. Went with the Twins here on Monday. Tough travel spot for the Red Sox, playing a doubleheader and Sunday baseball and traveling Uh, Not really halfway across the country, but a long ways across the country, at least uh, to Minnesota. But a little bit of a different situation here on Tuesday. And the reason why has to do with the pitching Cutter Crawford versus Bailey Ober. And if you look at the ERAs, you would just say that Bailey Ober is the better pitcher. But when you look under the hood, I think that's actually not the case. Cutter Crawford's underlying metrics in his 40 innings this year are better than Bailey Ober's in his 57. They're pretty even pitchers. And so it's, again, not to say that Crawford's necessarily better. It's just to say, if you look at ERAs, you would say Ober's better. And I don't think that's the case. I think they're both solid pitchers. They're decent. Nothing great, but, you know, they're not bad. And so I think it's a wash with regards to these starting pitchers. And while the Twins have the better set of relievers, the Red Sox have the better offense by about a full standard deviation, just under a full standard deviation in this game. And that's why I like the Red Sox here at plus 130. I think this is another coin toss type situation. Models of the Twins win this 52% of the time that these teams are pretty even, that the Twins should be favored because they're at home, but more like a price like minus 106. And of course, if you add the juice, then it should probably be more like Twins minus 110, Red Sox even money, something like that. So plus 130 on the Red Sox, just like with the Mariners, fantastic value here for, I don't know what's going to happen in this game. So just take the plus 130. This is a fan 
fantastic price. Cannot emphasize that enough. Model says plus 118 or better gets it to that A grade. And with regards to the total, model projects 9.1. I'm seeing 8.5. I'd be happy to go over 8 if it drops to eight, but at eight and a half, I'm not going over. We are going to have a pretty neutral atmosphere here, relatively warm to start off upper eighties in Minnesota and even closing around 80 degrees, but the wind will be blowing relatively strong in is going to kind of balance that out. So the warm day is enough to make me think potentially over if it drops to eight, but this wind blowing in is why I want eight and I'm not willing to go over eight and a half because the ball's not going to just fly out with that wind kind of offsetting some of the heat that's going to make the uh, ball carry a little bit better. So definitely one, though, that the wind is looking a little bit in slash across right now. It's very on the border. Uh, so one where, again, if you're with us on Dub Club, I post a morning update with updated weather. I'm recording this right now more than 24 hours before first pitch. So when you get to the morning here and you're talking about uh, you know, less than half a day away, we have a much better idea of what that wind's going to do. And if that wind shifts to being across, this is definitely a spot that the over might be a lot more appealing, even at eight and a half or even at nine, if the wind becomes no, uh, no issue because of how warm it's going to be. But for now, given what we know about the weather, I'm passing on the total and focusing on the Red Sox again, a game where I have no idea what's going to happen. So just give me the plus 130 every day of the week. And then wrapping up our show here, 8, 10 p.m. Eastern, Mets at the Astros, projecting the roof closed at Minute Maid. And my goodness, what a pitcher's duel we'll have here. And Justin Verlander making his return to Minute Maid Park against Framber Valdez, who's the best active pitcher according to sideline right now. Framber Valdez, uh, almost every bit as good as that 227 ERA advanced metrics say it should be in the twos, which is very impressive by this point of the season. Justin Verlander. Maybe starting to put it together a little bit better for the Mets. Had a couple of rougher starts early on, mixed in a rougher one later. But more of his rough outings were early on, playing the Rays, playing in cores, a little bit more excusable. But make no bones about this one either. Framber Valdez, definitely the better pitcher here. Astros, definitely with the better bullpen. Offensively, though, this Astros offense going the wrong direction and, of course, very injured. They now project below league average and against righty, about a, right, righty's about a half a standard deviation below league average. It's the first time I can ever recall the Astros offense being below league average. Probably if you go back until, I don't know, 2015, probably it's been a long time uh, since the injuries have piled up such that you actually think this Astros offense isn't that good. And that's what I'd say about them right now. This Mets offense still above average. So the Mets will have the edge on offense, but it's definitely going to be offset by the fact that the Astros should have an edge from innings one through nine on the mound. And that's why I'm taking the Astros here at minus 127. It's a B-grade pick. Model says it should be minus 132, that the Astros can win this 57% of the time. If it drops to minus 119, that's an A-grade pick. So reasonably, you can play it at minus 120 as an A-grade if you were to see that. But again, here, even though the Astros offense has been disappointing, the model doesn't like them. And if you look at their results as of late, you have to kind of agree that this Astros offense is absolutely lost just as much as the Yankees offense is lost without judge. And of course, the caveat is it's not just Jordan Alvarez that's out for the Astros. They're still missing Michael Brantley, who may not play all season, uh, and a couple other minor things as well, getting a bunch of guys up from AAA that honestly, even as an Astros fan, I had never heard of until this season. So this Astros team really, really hurting offensively, but it's just hard to think that a guy like Framber Valdez cannot hold down just about every single offense in baseball. It took, again, a, a complete meltdown against the Blue Jays for them to even score. That was on the road against one of the better versus left-handed hitting teams in baseball. 
I think Fromberg can hold the Mets down. The Astros can pull one out, whether it's against Verlander and his ups and downs or the bullpen. The Astros, while weaker offense, should have opportunities to score because it's not like they're going to be facing good pitching the entire game. Either you've got a good chance that Verlander can give up a few runs or you've got a chance that, that bullpen does since it's below average as well. So somebody should allow a few runs to the Astros. And I'm putting my faith in Framber Valdez here at minus 127. Total in this one, seven and a half. Model project 7.7. I'm not... <sighs> I'm not going to have an easy time going over on this one. And the model says 7.7. So the model would say go over seven. That's going to be real hard for me. Now, how does this game get over? Um, extra innings, I guess. I, I don't know. Maybe the Astros score off Verlander. Verlander's very home run prone. Um, the Astros still have a few good hitters. Maybe Verlander has a weaker start, right? Maybe that's how it gets over. If you like the over, I think you have to like the Astros even more. So there is some correlation there. If you're doing some sim game parlays, traditional parlays, you know, things like that. Um, it, it, I just can't see the Mets scoring that many runs, and that's going to make it hard to go over. So if I was looking over, I probably would just go Astros team total over. I just personally, as an Astros fan watching this team, I don't have a lot of faith in them scoring. I think the way the Astros win this game is more of a three-to-one type game. That said, right now that seven-and-a-half is just juiced too heavily in a ballpark that, you know, can be kind of hit or miss depending on – Minute Maid Park's an interesting park depending on where you hit the ball, it's either very hitter friendly or very pitcher friendly. And you never know how it's going to play out. It's a lot of variability in that park because if you hit deep fly balls to center field, you know, there's a lot of ground out there. The power alleys are relatively deep, but it gets short quickly, but down both lines, people talk about the Crawford boxes, but down right field's pretty short as well. And that short fence can allow some home runs. So um, you just never really know what that park. And so it's hard to go under because you could see the Astros offense pull a few in the Crawford boxes. Maybe the Astros relievers give up a few runs. I, I don't really know. I, I, like I said, I, I like under, I just, I just, I'd want under eight, I guess. And so for this point, I'm probably passing the total and just focusing on at this point, finding a way to back Fromber Valdez. If the price isn't right for you there, another way to look, of course, is some player props on Fromber over on strikeouts, over on innings, or uh, Mets team total under would be another way to look as I just think he's, again, the best active pitcher in baseball as of right now. And that's all I've got for you here today. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can ensure the sports betting content provided on this channel dropped right into your feed. I'll be back again tomorrow with more baseball betting content. And until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.